Save 10%. Yes, yes, hi, uh, hi. It, listen, it wasn't my fault. Happy Monday. It was, it was my, uh, my new, uh, how old? he's like four and a half, almost five months old. Isn't that crazy? He has some kind of a cold and he like just got it on me and it's the worst. So I'm looking at him like, why'd you do this to me? And he's just, ooh, 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 smiling. Like he doesn't even realize how I'm reprimanding him. So he fits in with the rest of the family. Anyway, hey, it's your morning <laughs> ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. I think I still sound a little bit... Uh, manly? <clears throat> just, uh, no, the anti of that. Anyway. Super um, manly? Um, like just, I, uh, sick. But it's all right. I'm going to do my best to get through it. Because I can't sit home anymore. I can't do it. Can I just can't do it. Can't best. do it. Three things I think you need to know. Number one. This is, uh, this is incredible stuff. Uh, John McCain is back in Arizona for some, uh, some rehab He's having some complications or something like that because of his chemo, and he's going to miss the tax vote. But Trump said, don't worry, we have the votes. If we need him, we'll get him back here. I talked to his wife. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know uh, today and tomorrow, some testimony, of course, behind closed doors, which kind of sucks. But does anything ever come out of this? Uh, Bruce Orr, the demoted DOJ official whose wife was working for Fusion GPS, uh, he's testifying, saying, why didn't you tell people about this? And what'd you do? And, so probably nothing will come out of it because it just sucks. Uh, we'll, we will see. We will see. Uh, and tomorrow, uh, Andrew McCabe, former um, FBI director, big Hillary lover, Trump hater. He's the deputy. He's like the number two guy at the FBI. Uh, he is going to testify. Closed, closed uh, testimony, of course. So who knows what the heck they're going to say. And, and we'll never know. And it seems like nothing will ever, 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 ever change. Uh, third thing I think, you know, I thought this was pretty incredible here. Uh, story from Politico out of all places, which is a lefty website saying that there is going to be a huge, huge story with 50. They're naming, they, they, they're not naming, they're, they're, they say 50 lawmakers will resign. 50 sexual harassers in Congress, still unnamed, but they say it's going to come out and going to be soon. They keep saying TikTok, TikTok, so we'll see. Three things I think you need uh, to no, 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 no. Um, there is some phenomenal news this morning. I mean, when I just sit back and wish for things to happen, I'm like, this is this is awesome. Uh, this is awesome. I know you didn't think it would probably ever going to happen. It was ever going to happen, but it's going to happen. Apparently, there is going to be another gigantic vagina march. I know you missed me. The vagina march. Oh, yeah. Apparently, they're going to uh, have a 2018 vagina march. Vagina hats, the vagina costumes, just like vagina everywhere. Which normally, as like a man, you're like, this is pretty cool, but this is not. This is not. This is like... It's angry. Yes. Yes, it is. The angry vagina march. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, there was a story a long time ago, Ryan, and it happened when I was not here. I was in Waco, uh, but there was some group, you know, we can Google it too, some college sorority. They were making vagina-shaped lollipops vagina shaped they were just doing it for some kind of feminist thing or something i don't just something like that who knows right so they were doing it for that reason and all i could think of of was uh what are the flavors 
Anyway, let's get back to the Vagina March. It's going to happen on January 20th. <laughs> um, it says here, uh, yes, yeah, going to be in the one-year inauguration of uh, the Trumpster. Uh, you know, a lot different this year, of course, because you have a whole bunch of, I mean, if you put up the scoreboard, it's like, it's like what, 94 Dems and media people versus like, how many, is, is it one or is it two or three Republican, who knows, two Republicans, three, whatever it might be. Uh, it, it's a, the scoreboard's pretty good. Right? It's pretty good. Um, do like Google like vagina shaped lollipop. Oh, you did. It didn't come out yet? No. Go to news. Go to news. I mean, it's old. It's 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 not new. It's nope. no way. Anyway. They have bachelorette things. Well, yes, of course. Not my kind of thing. Uh, those things I don't want right there. Okay, don't don't <laughs> even talk about don't even talk about that. Don't even talk about that. Oh man. Oh, there it is right there, the dailyorange.com. Oh. Anyway, we'll get to that in just <laughs> yes. a second. Thank you. Uh, so they, they're going to do this. And apparently they're going to be joined by the hashtag Me Too Coalition. Whatever the heck that is, I don't know. Now here, okay, there's a second part of this story that's even better. Do you know the woman behind the Vagina March? She is a uh, Jew-hating uh, piece of garbage, Linda Sarsour. Like you said in the prep, Ryan, she should be deported. Uh, and I thought she was deported or going to be deported. I, I thought, thought so too. I think, I think she was deported, to be honest with you. Anyway, uh, she loves Palestinians, hates the Jews, she everything She only has else. terrorist ties. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, she is now being accused of enabling sexual assault and sexual harassment in the workplace. Yes, woman on woman. That's what it is. Uh, this is uh, this is crazy. And listen, like my Facebook page and follow it, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. I'm going to put up all these stories because I've missed you like a lot, like more than you could ever know. Is that weird? It's a little weird. But I seriously, I seriously missed you. Um, now, oh, can you, I got to look in the control screen. The uh, Today's log is not available. Nobody apparently put it up. So I need to find out uh, what the heck that, I don't even know what that is then. Okay. It's a good time. That's what we'll that's just, called. We'll uh, just, okay, we'll make it up as we go. Yeah. So anyway. Um, <laughs> How's that different baseball. from everything else? That's true. <laughs> you speak authoritatively. People that believe you. That is not you. inside baseball. So uh, this Linda Sarsour uh, is apparently letting women and enabling women be sexually harassed and assaulted, and apparently she has done it herself. Oh, yeah, Daily Caller had this story. Allegations of groping and unwanted touching were brought to her attention, and she didn't do it. Brought to her attention. Uh, When she was the executive director of the Arab American Association. Uh, Apparently, a woman named Azmi Fathelbob, I'm going to go with that, told the Daily Caller Linda Sarsour, again, the brainchild of the Vagina March, Linda Sarsour attacked her for bringing the allegations uh, forward. Uh, she said that Linda Sarsour threatened me. She body shamed me because the accused was a, quote, good Muslim who was always at the mosque. She said she oversaw an environment unsafe and abusive to women. And she was the the brains behind the vagina march acting as if Trump is going to make America do this. And I'm like, like, since Trump's going to be there, men are going to be able to just, you know, grab him by the, <clears throat> and get away with it. Right. And then, like, oh, yeah, sure. Sure. Um, women who put Linda Sarsour on a pedestal, she said, for women's rights and empowerment deserve to know how she really treats us. I mean, this is this is unbelievable. All these maniacs that that attacked Trump and Trump supporters 
for apparently being uh, a certain way. They tried to create the narrative. Apparently, it's all a lie. And they're the ones that actually do it. The Matt Lowers of the world. Yeah, haven't you seen the pattern yet? Uh-huh. Everybody who's like, oh, Russia, 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 and oh, yeah. you're doing this and that and the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's doing well, what? Who's doing this stuff? And people in Hollywood. Oh, I mean, it's... You should be ashamed. Yeah. I mean, again, remember with a nasty woman, Ashley Judge, she was out saying that. She didn't say that about Harvey Weinstein, who actually was... A nasty man. A nasty man, and was doing all this stuff, but whatever. So anyway... This chick that oversaw the whole... I mean, I can't wait. And my wife won't probably let me do it. But I want to call one of her best friends in the world who actually took part in the Vagina March out in Dallas, Texas. And say, did you know that she... She won't even know. She'll be who's that? I don't care. That that's what they do when they deflect because nobody wants to... Listen, because if you go to this, it's going to crush your like dreams and hopes and beliefs. And you might sit back and go, did I just get suckered? Am I stupid? Am I dumb? Did I really fall for this? Of course, the answer... To all is yes, and it, it like bothers you. And I listen, I get it, I get it. But you have to deal with the reality of the situation, right? You have to deal with it. So the chick behind the Vagina March movement is actually one of the uh, biggest proponents of apparently women being sexually harassed and assaulted, oversaw it, and turned a blind eye. Man, oh man, oh man. Uh, this... Former employee Asmi Fathelbab told the Daily Caller that Linda Sarsour threatened legal and professional damage if she went public with the sex assault claims. Because you know these people double down that way. They totally double down. She told me she uh, she told me the man had the right to sue me for false claims. Added the assaulter allegedly had the right to be anywhere in the building he wanted. I mean, that's not really protecting women, huh? Apparently, she said that the man would sneak up behind her during work and rub his crotch on her. Who does this stuff? Actually, there's a, well, <laughs> yeah, okay, you got right, me, you, you go. got me, I mean, well, I mean, what? It was disgusting, she said. I ran the youth program in the building, and with that comes bending down and talking to small children. Bending down. You have no idea what it was like to stand up and feel that behind you. I couldn't scream because I didn't want to scare the child in front of me. It left me shaking, shaking, shaking. She said her allegations would result in getting written up for disciplinary action. So she'd go, hey, I'm being harassed and assaulted. And the vagina marching leader was like, well, I'm going to write you up for complaining about that. Apparently, she was forced to talk to a detective from the community liaison division about consequences of making false claims to authorities. I mean, this chick was left out to dry. Apparently, she uh, left this organization, the Arab American Association, but she couldn't get a new job. She, quote, she, this is what she said. She told me I'd never work in New York City ever again for as long as she lived. She kept her word. She had me fired from other jobs where she found out where I worked. She kept me from obtaining any sort of steady employment for almost a decade. Chick on chick uh, workplace uh, harassment. There you go. So there you have it. Oh, and then there's. It's also being accused because, you know, those like the what, three or four chicks came out last week on Megyn Kelly's show that nobody watches. Right. Um, came out and apparently said, uh, uh, I mean, well, let's just let's just, you know, Trump did this to us. And that does apparently I don't know if you heard, did you hear about this? No. These chicks apparently were being paid. I'll explain. In about five, six twenty-three morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM seven ninety two sounds most stimulating talk. Currently, uh, she represented two of these women and wanted them to get major payoffs as high as six figures. 
This is from TheHill.com, by the way. Again, not exactly a righty website at all. It's actually the opposite. Uh, Trump always said, I never did it. This is, this, is, this is not true. Blah, 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 blah. You're just trying to destroy me running for the president. Well, The Hill obtained contracts and text messages that show Lisa Bloom, again, Gloria Allred's daughter. There were contracts and text messages The Hill got showing Lisa Bloom ready to sell the stories of alleged victims to TV outlets. One proposed deal included an offer of $750,000 to a woman who eventually declined to come forward. She sought to convince a donor to pay off the mortgage of a woman who did come forward. Wow, so a a Democratic donor paid off the mortgage of a woman that said, Trump did this to me. This is a money-making scheme, man. I don't remember John Conyers' lady getting paid, uh, getting paid off. All these other, no, I don't remember. Do you? Uh, one of Trump's most vocal accusers, makeup artist Jill Harth, received just under thirty grand from an unspecified donor to pay off her mortgage. Bloom also raised an additional thirty-two, uh, twenty-three hundred grand for this woman using GoFundMe. Harth denies the payments was an incentive for her to come forward, even though she had withdrawn a harassment lawsuit against Trump back in ninety-seven. She's right now writing a book about her experience. I'm sure that'll sell well. The second woman did not come forward. Probably better than Flake's yeah. book. She told The Hill uh, no one asked her to lie, but The Hill reports on top of the payments, texts and emails indicate Bloom held a strong dislike of Trump and Bloom's efforts to get, that's why she represented Kathy Griffin, her efforts to get alleged victims of sex assault or harassment to come out against Trump intensified as Election Day 2016 approached. Bloom texted a woman a week before Election Day, quote, give us a clear sense of what you need. And we'll see if we it will see if and we will see if it we can get it. It's just what she wrote. I'm reading exactly. The woman wrote to the Lisa Bloom. I'm scared, Lisa. I can't relocate. I don't like taking other people's money. Bloom said, OK, let's not let's not do this then. We're just about out of time anyway. Woman then texted back demanding to know why there was a deadline. What does it have to do with this time to bury Trump? You want my story to bury Trump for what personal gain? See, that's why I have trust issues. Who knows if it's true or not? But this it all seems Sketchy, doesn't it? That's a cover your butt move right mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's more to this story. We'll keep it going. Stay with me throughout the morning. Listen to KNST.com on the iHeartRadio app. Download it. You can even check out my page. Search Garrett Lewis at iHeartRadio.com or in the iHeartRadio app. That's, it's, it's that simple. Uh, you will not believe what a New York Times columnist wrote about Trump. A good thing about Trump. Trump's major win that nobody's ripping the media for not talking about it. I, wait till you hear this. That's coming up. And then it's 7.10 this morning. An entire Arizona family goes transgender. Oh, yeah. We'll get to all that. Right now, here's the latest from... Ask your wife. Exactly. 6.41. Thanks for hanging out on this Monday. My Twitter. Please follow me on Twitter at Garrett Lewis. Because I try to be funny. And I and it's, of course, relevant and whatever else. Anyway, three things... I think you know, it's true. Add Garrett Lewis. Two R's, one T. Otherwise, you we do two T's. It's a, it's a weather guy out in northwest Arkansas who, again, gets nasty tweets and then sends them to me. He's like, you've done it again, which I think is funny. <laughs> you've uh, done it again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So uh, three things I think you need to know. Number one, John McCain back in Arizona for uh, uh, to, to get some kind of treatment because he's, he's dealing with some problems with chemo and side effects, and he's going to miss the big tax vote. But Trump apparently is like, eh, it's all good. We got enough votes. But if we need him, we'll get him back here. Talk to his wife, Cindy. Second thing that I think you 
need to know. Um, you have Bruce Orr going to testify today. He's the DOJ official that was demoted because he had the secret meetings with Fusion GPS founder and the uh, the former spy, Christopher Steele, who made up that Russian dossier. He's going to apparently answer questions behind closed doors today. Tomorrow, Andrew McCabe's turn, uh, the number two guy at the FBI, behind closed doors. So was, will anything ever come out of these things? I mean, it's exhausting, isn't it? It's exhausting. Third thing that I think you need to know, uh, Tucson home prices. I think this is kind of a big deal. I mean, it you know, it's local and everything else. And um, Tucson home prices. Or should you do the, uh, the expose, uh, apparently, to, uh, to out the lawmakers? I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? Tucson home prices. Okay, because we don't know yet. It's just reported by Politico. All right, Tucson home prices, apparently, the new home prices, the new, new homes that are being built. Because you look around, you're like, all of a sudden, you have all this new construction. Who's buying these? What's going on? Where are the jobs? Uh, apparently, it is now at a record 298 grand and change. That is the median new home price. Back in 06, it was 267 and change. Wow. So apparently, uh, that's why you see a lot of building going on, because people are, are you know, all over the place. The east, the south, the north, the northwest, you name it. Um they're seeing the prices go up because people want them. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Uh the median sale prices for all homes this year apparently one eighty nine nine. So there you go. Three things I think you need to know. Uh all right. So this was uh this was an incredible, incredible piece that I saw. Uh in the New York Times, Ross Douthat. It's almost like doubt that. D-O-U-T-H-A-T. He is the uh, he is the uh, pseudo conservative writer, the opinion guy for the New York Times. And he actually wrote a piece in favor of Trump. I was like, wow, I, shocking. He's a columnist. He praised in the New York. He's going to keep his job. The It came out yesterday. It's called A War Trump Won. What? And he's like, I don't understand why the rest of the media is not giving Trump credit for defeating ISIS. He is winning against ISIS and the media is not reporting it. Wait, hey, hey, Ross, where have you been, buddy? Where have you been? No kidding. No kidding. Of course, he has to slam him in the beginning. There is nothing more characteristic of the Trump era with its fire hose of misinformation, scandal, and hyperbole. Isn't that the media? Then that America and its allies recently managed to win a war that just two years ago consumed headlines and dominated public, a political debate and helped Trump himself get elected president. And somehow nobody seemed to notice. He writes, I mean the war against the Islamic State. You remember when they were cutting off people's heads left and right and threatening and everything and acting like a bunch of, you know, bad A's and stuff like that. And Obama didn't know what the hell to do or didn't want to do anything. Huh. Or well, the B squad. Well, yeah, JV. yeah, JV, JV, you're right. Uh-huh. And I let you write, its defeat was begun under Obama. Really? <laughs> okay. And the hardest fighting has been done by Iraqis, but this was an American war too, and we succeeded, he writes, without massive infusions of ground troops without accidentally getting into a war with Russia, and without inspiring a huge wave of terrorism in the West. You see, Trump actually, gave, he doesn't like to give away his stuff, but remember, I, I do remember on the campaign trail, he said, we're going to bomb the bleep out of ISIS. More than once. And he did. So this guy writes for the New York Times, why haven't we noticed this success? I don't know, Russia, 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 Danny? One reason, he writes, is the nature of our victory, as Max Abrams and John Glazer wrote recently in the LA Times. The defeat of ISIS didn't happen the way many foreign policy hawks envisioned because it didn't require also going to war with Bashar al-Assad. 
or creating a new Syrian opposition army like McCain wanted to do. Oh, yeah, very bright. At the same time, it happened more easily than intervention skeptics feared. So there isn't a pundit course, right or left, ready to claim vindication in the victory. Oh, yeah. See, Trump was war weary too, and he knew the country was, and he's like, why do we have to send in troops and do all this stuff when we could just do it without that? And you can't do it? No way! No way! Um, he writes, other reasons for the lack of attention suggested by the National Review's David French, who, by the way, was apparently, he tried to take on Trump in the presidential race in like, for like a two-week span, and that didn't work out. Uh, a popular appetite for bad news that leaves little room for celebrating victory? Really? People want the bad, not the good? Really? The inab- That's why nobody watches the news anymore. <laughs> uh, the inability of Trump himself to take credit for anything without immediately firing up some unrelated controversy? Eh. He, but he writes, but this is also a press failure. A case, this is the New York Times. A case where the media is not adequately reporting an important success. Because it doesn't fit into the narrative of the Trumpian disaster in which our journalistic entities are all invested. Oh, and he writes, I include myself. Hey, at least he's realizing and admitting that he has a problem. Foreign policy is the place where the risks of electing Trump seem to be particularly unacceptable. You know, don't you love that? He's going to start World War III. He's going to do bad things. Nuclear this, nuclear that. He defeated ISIS where you had people debating for years how to do it. Is it worth it? What can we do? How do we? And he did it. He did it. Yeah. He writes, Trump has avoided the temptation often afflicting Republican uber hawks in which we're supposed to fight all bad actors on 16 fronts at once. Instead, he slow walked his hawkish instincts on Iran, tolerated Assad and avoided dialing up tensions with Russia. Remember? Oh, wow. Look at that. You know, when, if Obama had done this, they'd have said, see, he's got great temperament. The last issue is, of course, entangled with the great collusion debate. Yep, that's what the thing, that's why. It's all about Russia, Russia, Russia. Ru- that's what they say. Russia, 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 Danny. <clears throat> so you know, it's, you know it's pretty incredible when the guy for the New York Times actually calls out the rest of the media for not giving credit to Trump for winning against ISIS. All we do is win, win, win. Well, he writes, the rule with this White House is that if you write in praise of anything it has done, something disastrous swiftly follows. So this column conjures up a Saudi invasion of Lebanon, a renewed intifada, or something terrible in the Koreas. I apologize in advance. But if you told me in late 2016 that almost a year into the Trump era, the caliphate would be all but beaten without something far worse happening in the Middle East? I would have been surprised and gratified. Do they, does he not realize, again, what Trump did when he went, like his first trip was to the Middle East, to meet with all the Middle Eastern countries. Remember that, to Saudi Arabia? Oh, yeah. The whole big celebration, the sword dancing, other crap like that. Maybe that had a bit of an impact. They wanted to make fun of him for it, and they did, based on nothing, but it had a bit of an impact. And ISIS is, uh, is, is almost done. Even the French president, uh, Mark Macron, said he thinks that ISIS will be completely out of Syria by, by February. Yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. They're out of Iraq, it seems. Uh, anyway. We have a $50 billion black military budget. We can't win this 
Really? Exactly. That's why Trump's going, really? Let's just... And there was a story on Fox News last week of how he and Mattis just basically unleashed the military. Yeah. Dude, this is your expertise, guys. You see, that's what good managers do. They let people excel in their lane, excel in their wheelhouse. You're the expert on this. You do it. If you fail, I'll replace you. But this is why you were... This is why you're here. So I'm a good manager, and I'm going to let you go do your job. You know, that's maybe what's supposed to happen. That's maybe why, you that's should. Why, that's why, second, that, that's oh, why when on. one second, no, 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 I'm a good manager. And I'm going to shut you. <laughs> that's why I'm just you're not helping me. But that's why Trump. When I, I'll never forget again that one one of the one of the 94 debates when they said he said, "Oh, well, how are you going to how are you going to fix this? How are you going to be a good president?" He said, "Good management." And the rest of the, the fools on the stage that never actually had any private sector experience started laughing. Good management. <laughs> it's a big deal, man. Yeah. It's hard to be a good manager. It's hard. To, people stink. Everybody's got a complaint. Everybody's got an issue and a problem. It all falls on the head of the manager. It's true. And he's got to deal with this stuff. And it sucks. And you have all these different personalities. So to be a good manager is a hard thing. And why do you think the Trump organization built up the way it did over, you know, over all those years? A good manager. You have the instincts to know this person does this well and this person does this well. And you go from there. Anyway, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, it was to be a drinking joke and how good I am at that. And that's my lane. You don't let me excel. Oh, yeah. Well, not during the show. After the show. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, come on. The show would be so much better if we just, like, started it off with my, with my power. You know, what I do best. A couple of shots at six. Oh, two. <laughs> All right, 652. Uh, Whatever. It's <laughs> true. It is true. It is true. It is. All right, so I thought that was uh, really, uh, really interesting how all of a sudden you turn that around. Then there's a story. You got to hear this one. Uh, Obama. It's out of all places again. Uh, Politico. I believe Politico is reporting this. I, I mean, if Trump would have done this, it'd be the biggest scandal ever again. What Obama did to make sure his Iran, he appeased Iran by letting Hezbollah get away with things that are just disgusting. Uh, you, you have to. He, he ran cover for a terrorist organization. You have to hear it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the quick bullet points coming up in about three. 6.52. Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Save 10%. What? 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 Hi, it's 7.07. It's your Morning Ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. Thank you for... Hanging out. Thanks to Bruce for uh, for bailing me out. Right? That's awesome. I mean, seriously. You should buy him steak. Don't tell him that. No, really. He's hungry. You should he's, buy him a steak. He's so skinny. He doesn't. <laughs> exactly. My three favorite food groups are Chinese, lobster, and... Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. Bruce, we need to... I get it, but... <laughs> what? Chinese. What if you get lobster at a Chinese restaurant? Anyway. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, my kid nailed me again. He got me sick. I should have seen this coming because Grayson, five years ago, almost five years ago, he did it. Pediatrician warned me. And then this guy, he's like, he smiles at me. I'm like, oh, no. And it just went downhill very quickly. And I, you can still, I think, hear it in my voice. I'm still a little bit hoarse, but it's all good. Anyway, uh, I did miss this and I needed to come back. Uh, three things that I think you need to know. Number one, John McCain. John McCain, uh, apparently back in Arizona for uh, treatment for side effects for chemo, and he's going to miss the big tax vote. 
But apparently Trump says, uh, I got all the votes. If we need him, we'll fly him back here. I talked to his wife. This is why people need to step down, you know? I mean, it's, it's you're being so damn selfish for the rest of the country. I'll be the one to say it. It is what it is, but it's true. So anyway, apparently, I mean, maybe it looks pretty good that they'll actually get tax reform done in the next six days. You want to count Christmas? We'll go seven. That's fine. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, and this is, this is kind of a big deal, right? Is it? Bruce Orr is going to testify today uh, behind closed doors, unfortunately, uh, to some kind of uh, Senate committee where, again, he was the DOJ official that was demoted because it came out that his wife, one, worked for Fusion GPS. I'll ask him about that, I hope. Uh, and two, he had uh, secret meetings with the head of Fusion GPS that that was paid to produce the uh, fake Russian Trump dossier. Uh, and he also had fake meetings with the guy, Glenn Steele, uh, who at Christopher Steele, excuse me, Christopher Steele, who actually was the former spy that gave the BS information about that dossier to Fusion GPS. He was paid by them to do it. Secret meetings with them. They want to go, OK, dude, what do you know? We'll see if anything comes of that. Third thing that I think you need to know uh, locally here in Tucson, new home prices. The median is new is a new record high at two hundred ninety eight grand a pop. Apparently, uh, eleven years ago, in the height of the the housing boom, it was a record two sixty eight. So uh, it has gone up a lot. I mean, two ninety eight. The meat. Wow. Okay. Uh, that didn't happen because of uh, Tucson city policies, right? Three things I think you need to know. Uh, so. I saw this again because even though I was, uh, you know, I mean, I was sick on my just my just on my it was like almost like my deathbed. I mean, I was just oh, what I was going through. It's what men do. Apparently, I was I was women tell me this all the time. Men can't handle it. They always complain. I just want to be left alone when that happens. True, but let you me know, curl up in the corner and waste away. Women always say, We have to do everything for you. Anyway, I saw this story on Friday and I'm like, Because I'm always doing show prep, that's the point. Um, a family in Arizona, I believe they're in Queen Creek, the entire family is transgender. Because why not, huh? What if they were your neighbors? Holy crap. You can't make up this insanity. Seriously, you can't make it up. The dad became the mom. The mom became the dad. The kids switched too. Because why not? Dude, they're all mentally ill. It's almost like child abuse, what they're doing to their kids. It's crazy. The father now identifies as a woman. His fiance, who again is a woman, actually identifies as a man. The son says, I'm a girl. And then, of course, the daughter's like, well, hell, I'm a boy. All transgender under one roof. Daniel Harrett was born a woman, while his fiance Shirley Austin, was born a man. They've both been previously married, right? 11-year-old Mason and 13-year-old Joshua have also switched sexes. I thought Mason was a boy's name. This is all confusing, isn't it? Uh, apparently, the entire family is in transition. They did an interview with the uh, NPR station up in the Phoenix area. The entire family is going through transition or something like that. Uh, 11, yes. Okay, Mason is a biological female. 
who is 11. But she now says, I'm a boy. That's Daniel, the alleged father. He's a biological female who says he's a man. So really, this chick who claims to be a guy has two kids. The 11-year-old girl says, I'm a boy. Her name is Mason. Josh, who's 13, says, I'm a a girl, even though he's an actual man. Are you confused yet? No. The 13-year-old is a boy that says he's a girl. Uh, Josh, again, the boy, biologically, 13, who says I'm a girl, says he thinks he was only like six or seven when he knew he was a girl. Do you remember anything about being six or seven? Because I don't. I mean, granted, I'm 40 now, but I... This is this is this is gross. What's going on? But we're too we're still even though we're getting away from the PC culture. Thank goodness. This is still too PC. Where I mean, what do you want to the, the state to get in there? I mean, should they really get in there and tell these parents what to do, how to raise their kids? They're endangering their children because if that's is that a slippery slope? Because if they get in there, then can't somebody complain about what you're doing? Maybe you're. What if a vegetarian gets mad that you feed your kids meat? I'm just saying. You can comment. What do you want to see done here? 880-KNST, 880-5678, pound 250. Ask for Garrett Lewis when the voice guy gets on there and gets right in as well. You could tweet me at Garrett Lewis. Let me know what you think. I'll put this story on my Facebook page as well. Let me ask you a question. What? If they want to live this way, they're not harming anybody else. I, that's a libertarian view. I hear you. No, no, no. I'm just well, asking well. you. Do we have a right to step in and tell them what, what this, that, and the other should be? You know, the adults, you do whatever the hell you want to do. To right. me, the kids, I think they're doing damage to the kids. I, I can't disagree with that. And that's the scary thing, you know? Because, again, what's to say then if somebody disagrees with how I want to raise my son, what I tell my kid? Well, I know you what make you tell your, your kid. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> you make your kid get out there and do work around the yard. Yes, that's terrible. What? Um... I know it's not the same thing, but again, it's the slippery slope. Uh, Shirley Austin is the fiance, and Shirley is a biological man described as a tall, blonde, smiley woman. Claims to be a woman. Are you confused yet? Again, Daniel Herod, the dad, actually gave birth, because it's a really a woman, to Mason and Josh. And he's now engaged to someone that is transgender. I just don't know how all this works. I, Queen, out I, in Queen Creek. Uh, I, don't, I don't get it either. Something in the water? I, I, who knows? Just in the, yeah, you can't blame not everybody in the neighborhood's doing this apparently. So the biological male is a tall blonde, gross, tall blonde, smiley woman. And uh, Shirley Austin again, the biological male says I'm a woman. Says the whole family is in transition. Daniel, again, the actual woman that claims to be a man, realized she was actually a man after he gave birth to two kids. What? We didn't like the whole birthing. You know what? That would make me think, that's it. I'm a man. I don't want to do this thing again. This thing hurts. Well, I can't disagree with I that. I can't disagree with that either. But no, uh, Daniel knew she, again, it's a woman that claims to be a man. She was trans, quote, then just a year, just then just last year, Joshua, 
Joshua knew uh, Joshua wanted to join the Girl Scouts despite being raised a boy. That's that's the kid. That's when Daniel was introduced to a word he had never heard before: transgender. What are you living under a rock? You didn't learn about trans the word transgender until last year. So Daniel again, a woman who wants to be called Daniel because she thinks she's a man, said, quote, and when I finally looked it up, meaning the word transgender, I realized, oh my gosh, they're trans, and I know it's true because I am too, and it's been my whole life. Do you know any boys that wanted to join the Girl Scouts? Would you consider them to be trans? Wow. So after this dad, mom, Mom wanted to be a dad because she realized I'm, I'm really a guy. That's when Mason, the girl, said, you know what? I'm a boy. I'm a boy. So, uh, Daniel, the woman, knew to protect and support uh, her or his kids. He had to live as his authentic self, too, so he cut his hair and went shopping in the men's section. This is no joke. So this trans man, again, a transgender man is actually a woman that thinks she's a man. Uh, Daniel said, I opened my eyes, looked in the dressing room mirror and went, oh, this is it. This is perfect. This is me. With like the men's clothes, man's clothes. Anyway, Daniel then met Shirley, 62, at a nonprofit for transgender youths, adding the fourth transgender to the family. I was never accepted before by people that really loved me and we were married, Shirley said, and Shirley's actually a guy. So why would any of that change? It was so freeing, Shirley said, because I knew I could be me, and they're going to understand me for who I am. They're going to know the hurts that I feel and how we can help each other. So there you go. According to Daniel, the woman that says I'm a man, family's very traditional. Oh, yeah. Go on. Uh, uh, Dan, the woman, Daniel, does all the yard work. And surely the guy does all the cooking. Well, I do the cooking. I'm not transgender. You know what? I You do the cooking too. I do the cooking and my wife does all the yard work. Apparently, congratulations. You're a transgender couple. And I'm and I'm breaking stereotypes at the same time. Well, you're breaking something. It ain't my back. You're transgender. You just need to switch. <laughs> Call yourself a chick name. She goes by a guy name, and you go for it. Can I sit on the couch and complain about everything? All exactly. Day? Listen, I just want you to hear me. I don't want you to solve my problems. I want you to hear me. <laughs> Does that happen when you transgender? Does the guy does the guy all of a sudden become that way? Because you know what? I'm, no, listen. It's any woman, not my wife though. Never my wife. Where it's like, you, you know, I oh my god, this happened to me. All right, let's solve the problem. I don't want you to solve my problem. I just want you to listen. That makes no sense. Does that switch when you switch? Also, does all. All of a sudden, if you're like a man and you're like, you know what? I actually feel like a woman. I'm gonna identify as that. Then all of a sudden, does it make sense? To say, yeah, I don't want to solve problems. I just want to complain about them until I feel better about it. Does that happen? Kind of like Jeff Flake. He just points them out. <laughs> exactly. The trans senator. He's trans Republican. Trans Republican. Eight, eight, there's more to this. 880-KNST. 880-5678. And yes, I'm, I'm making fun of it in a way. Uh, should I be? I don't. It, it, I think it is a mental disorder. 
And it is called gender dysphoria. And I, I, you know, if you're an adult and you want to do this, you do whatever the hell you want. I don't think it's right for businesses to have to build other bathrooms and other things like that. And I think it's quite scary that 11 and 13 year old children are influenced in this way. And one of them said, when I was six or seven, I realized I was a boy or a girl. I think that's, they're just playing off their parents. Yes, exactly. That's what I think. Because you learn it. I mean, and we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, And your comment is, well, do you think, and how? Do you think the government should step in? And how can the government step in? Here's how. And I actually got texts about this. Defund NPR. Because they're they're making these things like mainstream. It should be defunded anyway. It's a story. We're talking about it. It's a story? It's a story. A whole family says we're transgender. It's crazy. It's something to talk about. It's happening in Queen Creek. You never would have known about it if it wasn't on NPR. Well, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but, we'll talk about it coming up. Right, uh, 721. We're back in five. And I'll tell you the uh, the uh, latest NBC News employee that apparently likes to uh, sexually harass women and they paid off a victim. There we go. It's coming up. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating thought. <laughs> All right, 728. Thank you for, for hanging out with me. It's good to be back. I hope you missed me. I missed you. My neighbors missed you. Well, that's good. Yeah. At least there's that. At Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Please follow me on Twitter. At Garrett Lewis, two R's, one T, because I'm funny. Uh, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow my page because I'm funny. And I'm going to put up the transgender story. I already put up one of the greatest stories of how the the brains behind the vagina march, Linda Sarsour, uh, actually is being accused of of enabling sexual assault in, in the workplace she oversaw. A woman came to her and said, I'm being assaulted and harassed and everything sexually. And she's like, you shut up. I mean, she wouldn't let it. I mean, this is and she's out there claiming that Trump is the worst and she let women get assaulted. OK, it's great. It's on my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow. That's the point. Uh, it's going to be 70 for a high today, 70 for a high. Uh, so r- really quick. And this again from the NPR station, I hate giving it hits, but this is just a crazy story. Um you gotta love this. Uh, apparently, uh, Daniel, this, this again, this couple out there in in Queen Creek, that the whole family's transgender. Uh, Daniel, the woman who wants to be called the man, Daniel, uh, heard his daughter, her daughter, whatever, Joshua, before being interrupted by a brother, said, "I wa- I've been like wanting to be like a doctor and stuff. What if you just identify as one?" Uh, anyway, uh, Mason, the girl that says I'm a boy now, wants to be an artist. An artist. Of course, you got you to do that. So, yeah. Uh, it says here in the story, Shirley, who is actually the man that is now a woman, taught Daniel, who is a woman that wants to be a man now, how to use a chainsaw. You better learn how to do this. Daniel, the girl who wants to be a guy, taught Shirley, his fiance that actually is a man, to memorize all the stones in her engagement ring. What? I love this too, by the way. See, this transgender couple, they probably should be ripped by, um, by, by, well, like the haters in society that like traditional things. Because they said, we're switching. The man is now the woman. The woman is now the man. So we're going to have... The woman do the traditional thing of the cooking and the man do the traditional thing of going outside and doing the yard work. They want to be that way. They want to be 
traditional, which generally uh, the left, uh, the feminists out there, they don't want that to happen. So I don't understand how somehow this transgender family is going to be accepted because they want to be traditional, even though they're, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Traditional, even though they're not really tra- traditional. <clears throat> yeah. I'll be putting this on my, my page. I got a great comment. Uh, I wanted to join the Girl Scouts too, but not because I wanted to be a girl, but for an entirely different reason. <laughs> I hope you were a minor when you, uh, like a young <laughs> minor when, when you wanted to do that. So yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. Which is cool. All right. Uh, 731 now on KNST AIM 790. I will get you the name of the NBC employee who now apparently is the sex assaulter. We even have sound bites of this person doing it on live on the air. A couple of them. Uh, we'll get that to you. And then apparently this story from Politico, which is, which is great. You ready? You ready for this? Paranoia grips Capitol Hill as harassment scandal spreads. Apparently they are saying there's going to be 50 more. 50, they think there's, they're predicting 50 resignations by members of Congress because apparently they are, um, they're a bunch of pervs, sexual pervs, and harassers and assaulters. We'll get to that as well. Right now on KNST, here's the latest from Fox. 739, hi, uh, it's Monday, December 18th. It's kind of gray, kind of cold. I dig it. Makes you appreciate the other 350 days of sunshine we get around here, right? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, three things I think you need to know. John McCain, number one, John McCain back in Arizona. Um, side effects of chemo, he had to come back and get some other kind of treatment. Uh, he's going to miss the big tax vote, but that's kind of a good sign, I guess, because Trump's like, we already have enough votes, but if we need his vote, we'll bring him back. Wow. How about that one, huh? Man, oh man, oh man. Crazy stuff. Uh, there's more. Oh, there's more. Uh, how about this one? This is uh, this is a pretty good one. This is just coming out. Uh, CNBC survey. Economic optimism soars, boosting Trump's approval rating, CNBC survey. Wow. For the first time in in at least 11 years, more than half of the respondents to the survey rated the economy as good or excellent. But I thought people hate Trump. I mean, I don't get it. 41% expect the economy to improve in the next year. Near a record, CNBC says. 42% of the job Trump is doing as president. uh, Prove it. Yeah, up four points from the September survey. 49% 49% disapproved, down three. Oh, man. So American optimism on the economy reaching new heights. But they hate them. Third thing I think you need to know, speaking of the economy, the local economy, the uh, the new home price, the median new home price in Tucson, record level again. I can't take any more of this damn winning. I just can't do it anymore. I just got to just uh, You're gonna say, take stop it. it. No, you got to keep You're on winning. No, Mr. President, it. no. Uh, yes. At the market's peak, it says here in the local paper, in 2006, median new home price was 267 and change. This year, 298 and change. 298,000 bucks. That's why you're seeing all these new communities being built all around southern Arizona. We're going to win so much. <laughs> you want to play it? Three, three things. <laughs> We're going to win so much, you may even get tired of winning. <laughs> and you'll say, please, please. It's too much winning. We can't take it anymore. Mr. President, it's too much. And I'll say, no, it isn't. We have to keep winning. We have to win more. We're going to win more. We're going to win so much. Mm-hmm. Three things I think you need to know. 
Uh, it, it's a big thing. It's a huge thing. I'll put that economy story on my Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, and I'll tweet it out at Garrett Lewis. Follow me on Twitter. Like and follow my Facebook page. I will be staying in touch even when I'm, uh, I'm not even on the air. That's how cool it is, and I like staying in touch with you uh, in a non-sexual way because it's all over D.C. We don't want any part of that. Matter of fact, speaking of that, Chris Matthews, another one. Latest NBC News employee. Uh Oh, remember the guy that was like, I got this tingle going up my leg about Obama. Remember that? This guy, big perv, daily caller, had this story. Two sources familiar with this situation told the daily caller that Chris Matthews paid $40,000 to settle with an assistant producer on his show. Back in 1999, she accused him of harassment. An NBC spokesman contested the claim to the caller, saying the company instead paid significantly less as part of a severance package. The woman reportedly complained to CNBC executives that Chris Matthews would make inappropriate comments and jokes in front of fellow colleagues. An MSNBC spokesman said Matthews' comments were meant to be taken as jokes, not propositions. He was formally reprimanded, and she got a separate related, a separation-related compensation. Oh, 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 oh. But then I have another story where actually they confirmed it. I believe Fox News had this story about Big Perv, Chris Matthews. Big Perv. Uh, that that uh, they said, yep, 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 yep. Yes, he did. Anyway, it's not the first time. You shouldn't be surprised about this. Remember what he said about Melania Trump? Now, just listen closely. He didn't realize his mic was still on when MSNBC cut away to President Trump and Melania. Listen to this. And only the candidate can make. And that the party decision. will trust Trump to be able to make that decision. Well, I think the party won't have walks. a role in it. Just here, walk. We uh, runway. Walk. We just uh, heard from the likely great? nominee of the Republican Party. Um, we will go to a break here. I can watch that. The discussion to be able to make that decision. He said, uh, do you, do "You see the way she look. Look at her. Look at the, look at how she walks. I could watch that all the time. I mean, it, it's a perv. That's just one thing. That was a hot mic." And then apparently this is like uh, from the uh, the old garbage heap. Apparently Chris Matthews, we got to play it. It is what number is this again? He apparently on air on MSNBC had had CNN's Aaron Burnett on his show, and it was like awkward. I don't know if he's like hitting on her. He's thinking he's funny. It's just it was just weird. He had Aaron Burnett, who's a good looking lady, on his show, uh, and then this happened. Here we go. You get a little closer to the camera. My, what is it? Is it coming in closer? In no, coming coming further. Coming closer. Really close. What what do you what do you <laughs> just kidding. You look great. Anyway, it's thanks. Aaron, it's great to have look at that look. You're great. I don't even know. I'm gonna have to go look at the Patreon. <laughs> no, you're beautiful. Thank you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're a knockout. Anyway, thank you, Aaron Burnett. Just kidding, you look great, you're a knockout. Yeah. Yeah, we get a little closer to the mic. Uh, yeah, come on, can we get a little closer to the mic? Get out of here. That's <laughs> not weird. Gross. Yes. Gross. Yes. So uh yeah, there you go. Uh Chris Matthews, big perv. Big perv. big perv. I mean, you have him, you have Matt Lauer, you have Mark Halperin. Remember him back in the... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was supposed to be Trump. And then we found out again, if you missed it, Lisa Bloom, who is uh, the daughter of Gloria Allred, was actually getting Democratic donors to pay off those women that said uh, Trump, at least a couple of them. Uh, Trump sexually harassed me, he did this to me, he did that to me. These texts, the Hill.com got this, the, the texts and emails and stuff like that, where she was trying to get this. As a matter of, she, she actually got one of the accusers 
to get her mortgage paid off. Oh, yeah. It was a big, giant money-making scheme, it looked like. And those were some of the women that uh, said, Trump did this to me, and he did that to me. But, uh, she was trying to get seven hundred fifty grand. I think one was going to get $750,000 from a TV network to come forward and, and tell her story. Three quarters of a million bucks. Crazy, isn't it? So you have that. And then this, this story is not going away. Uh, from Politico, paranoia. Paranoia at the Capitol. Uh, they claim that there's going to be this gigantic story where you're going to have about 50 lawmakers resigning because of the sexual harassment and uh, sexual misconduct and you name it, right? Um, it says here, Politico, again, a leftist website, says the details change almost daily, but the rumor won't die. A credible news organization is preparing to unmask at least 20 lawmakers in both parties for sexual misconduct and get them both out. Do it. Now, listen, well, you said 50. Just listen. Speculation about this theoretical mega story is spreading like wildfire across Congress and beyond a lurking bad press boogeyman that's always described as on the verge of going public. And remember what uh, Cokie Roberts said about John Conyers. Oh, everybody knew about John Conyers. We all know not to go into we, knew, we all knew not to go into an elevator with him. But he never reported that he was a, a touchy, touchy, grabby perv guy. Anyway. Uh, it writes, and it's far from the only worry that seeped into the collective psyche of Capitol Hill, where members and aides are now perpetually bracing for the next allegation to drop. Washington is also gripped by uncertainty over whether the nationwide awakening to workplace misconduct might be manipulated into political weapon. One lobbyist told Politico, quote, I'm hearing the Post, meaning the Washington Post, has a list of 40 to 50, 40 to 50 evenly split between the parties that have had sexual harassment charges. Oh, boy. Wow. The Daily Caller's Luke Rosiak uh, tweeted, Mark my words, the house is going to be rocked in the coming 72 hours. Tick tock. He tweeted, Congress's human resources scandal is just getting started. I anticipate we will see the resignation of more than a dozen House members. Over harassment and secret settlement, secret settlement soon. And again, mark my words, the house is going to be rocked in the coming 72 hours. Tick tock. Wow. And he tweeted that out Friday. So I guess that means soon, huh? Soon. By the way, I don't think Al Frank is ever going to resign. Yeah, I've been waiting. It's it, Let's go, Al. I don't think he's ever going to step down. I think he just did that just to... Like save face, and that's not a face you really want to save. But I think he's—I think he's just trying to save face in that aspect. Okay, uh, so all right, there's. Uh, we have more. Uh, the latest uh, celebrity that says he's embarrassed that he's white. We'll get to that. Uh, the the government wasting. Th- where's Jeff Flake on this? The government wasting three million dollars uh, to see what you eat. But the reason why they want to watch what you eat and know what you eat is uh, it's it's going to drive you even more insane. We'll get to all that coming up. Don't go anywhere. Back in five. 750 KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Hunt.org.
Maybe, maybe. 807, how you doing? It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Um, we'll have more on this, but uh, number one, uh, CNBC survey. They pulled over 800 adults across the country for the first time in at least 11 years. So that's beyond the Obama realm. For the first time in at least 11 years, more than half of the respondents to the survey rated the economy as good or excellent. Holy smokes. 41% expect the economy to improve in the next year, near a record. And Trump's job approval rating up four points from the September survey to 42%, while 49% disapproved. That's down three. So optimism of our economy is reaching new heights. Yet somehow the media is still like, Democrats have a good chance at taking back the House in the midterm elections. I don't get it. We'll talk about that. Second thing, I think you need to know John McCain. Uh, he may, or it looks like he's going to miss the tax reform vote. He's back uh, in in Arizona because uh, he has some kind of uh, chemo. He had chemo and he's got to deal with uh, reaction to it, stuff like that. He's got to get treatment. Uh, apparently the Republicans are so optimistic, they say they don't even need his vote. If they do, they'll fly him back. Wow. Third thing I think you need to know, story of the local paper has new home prices in Tucson, in southern Arizona, I should say even, reaching record levels. In 2006, the media, the, the market's peak, the median new home price, new construction was 267 grand and change. This year it's 298 grand and change. A $30,000 difference. Apparently, they're they're selling these things out like crazy, too, which is why the price is high. People are willing to pay it. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, but Steve Kazachik says we don't need the Trumpian uh, uh, theology. Uh, he meant to say ideology, I believe. Uh, maybe you do. Maybe you do. Just saying. Maybe you do. No, they right? don't want to recover from that recession. Though. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Keep it all bad. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, so I saw this, and I was just laughing. Um. And it's so pathetic. Uh, I guess it's because of Trump, or who knows? Uh, Eminem, you know the uh, rapper Eminem, who's been uh, he's been kind of gone for about seven years or so, right? The last big hit he had was the Rihanna one, right? Monster. Sure, I th- it was a while ago. He has a new album out, uh, and apparently, uh, one of the reviews is unlistenable as he's ever sounded. And that's on the album. Now, when he just speaks, it's also unlistenable or unreadable, but I'll do it for you. Uh, he has he has a new rap album called Revival. And to publicize it, the 45-year-old rapper says it has been, quote, embarrassing to be white. And he thinks about checking out on life and killing himself because he can't escape this circumstance. Apparently, he's ready to kill himself because he's white. You know, I wonder what that black lady that we had on a, like a month ago, who's uh, from Atlanta, and she hung up on us. She got all magic cursed, and she was going to have the party about uh, you know the the meeting. You know, come meet a black person for white people. And I really want to ask her what she was serving for food. It's got to be black and white cookies or something like that. I mean, it just has to be. 
And I wanted to ask her, is it only for white people? What if a Hispanic person has ever met a black person? Anyway, she got mad. Uh, and she just, you know, she told me that I had white privilege and blah, 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 blah. And I, you know, we've been winning the white people this whole time. I wonder what she would say. Like, Eminem, are you stupid? You're white. You have all this privilege. Why would you want to kill yourself? Why is it embarrassing? I don't know. So anyway, uh, he said in his song, Untouchable, that you probably will not hear on the radio or ever. There in this song, he said, there are there have been times where it's been embarrassing to be a white boy. Hmm. Wasn't there a song, Dirty White Boy? Was there? I think there was. Okay. This is a song about everything. Seems like the average lifespan of a white man is more than twice than a black lifespan, Eminem says. I wonder sometimes if it has a price scanner. What? I feel like checking out on life can't escape this circumstance. So this is uh, white loathing right here. This is white guilt. This is this is white on white violets. White on. <laughs> white on white what? And this is this is like I mean this is some real lyrics right here. Again, seems like the average lifespan of a white man is more like or is more than twice than a black lifespan. I wonder sometimes if it has a price scanner. Good one. Some guy that reviews music named Chase McMullen. Said Eminem's, quote, crusade on Trump and white privilege is fiery and perhaps admirable. It's unfortunately the music behind the ideas makes revival the most abrasive and unlistenable he's ever sounded. They just, you know what, these people, when you sound bitter, it's just what it is. You sound like you're just a, a crybaby. That's why uh, Air America failed in talk radio. And you just, you just sound bad. You just, you're just like a constant complainer and whatever. So there you go. It's agenda, and people don't want the agenda. They, people aren't stupid. So he is sick and tired of being... Again, it's 2017. He could just say, I identify as black. If, he had, if Eminem had the guts, and the, oh by the way, the reason gosh. he's doing this, the reason he's really? saying... Yes. Okay. The reason he is saying this is because he wants to sell albums. It's so pathetic and fake. Uh, the reason why he got... And listen, do you want to say... You tell me. I mean, I think he was, he was a talented rapper. He was... Uh, now if he stunk, if he stunk, he, uh, would he have been as popular? I mean, cause people were saying, oh my God, he's white. Look at that. But I don't think, I mean, do you think people would actually want to listen to his music just because he's white? I think that he, he got some notoriety because of that. I remember Charles Barkley, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the, uh, the never brilliant Charles Barkley actually said, Back in the day, you know, the world's gone mad when we, the president's black, the best golfer's black, and the best rapper's white. Remember that? Yes. So, I mean, if Eminem was black, would he be... Would, I mean, he, I think he was a good rapper. He had some good songs. Would he have gotten the same kind of notoriety if he was if he was black versus being white? Or was he just, you know, rare because he's a white guy rapping? I don't know. But maybe he benefited from that. I just had a confirmation that the uh, song has been on the radio already. On our sister station across the hall. Oh, that one. Yeah. On. I, sh I should protest. You I should, should go to the program director and say, I don't like what you're doing. I don't like it at all. Anti-white songs on your station? No. Hey, if the, uh, if the market wants that, it is what it is. There it is. Wait, so we have cross-listenership? Yeah. With Hot 98.3? 
It was the other. It was the pop station. Oh, nine, really? Yes. It's on there. Yeah. Man, oh, man, oh, man. You know, I should go into the program director and go, why do you put so much hate on your radio station? Because that's what <laughs> I like to say about me. <laughs> oh. You know, uh, yeah, I, I heard you say that about me one time. It's true. You, ah, all the hate on that. You ever listen? No, but I just know. Okay, great. Why are you putting all the hate on that station? This is the song. Yeah, untouchable, right? I've heard enough. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on. 880-KNST, no. 880-5678. I don't need to hear any more of that stuff. It, it's it's just it's garbage. It's no Billy Joel. Oh, don't play this one. It's a good song. This, <laughs> that, was that was a good song. A that was a very good song. Lose Yourself yeah. by Him. That was a really good one. Uh, and, of course, if you liked it, you weren't really a rap fan. That's what they would tell you because it was too mainstream, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You're a uh, poser, as you like to That's say. That's true. Or a hipster. That's true. That was fun. This was a fun song, too. Yeah. The Real Slim Shady. I got this from uh, Dan. He sent an email in. Uh, didn't Dr. Dre use Eminem because he was white? Yes, that's right. Was Reverse that why? racism. Or is it just because he was a good rapper? I don't know. Or he thought, hey, I can make money on this guy. He's a white guy that can rap a little bit. Well, let's let's market it. I guess I have to ask Dr. Dre that one, not me. So it is what it is. All right, so uh, that... What is that? Without me, that's some sort of weird. I don't like of that. I don't, I don't like it. it. It's out. It's all about the beat. So anyway, uh, that's what we have there. Uh, we'll get your reaction. Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. But why doesn't he actually? Uh, <laughs> Good text now. Thanks, Digital Mike. Um, I I really I, I really think that he could just identify as black. I mean, if he hates being white so much. You can be, you have a whole, we talked about an hour ago, a whole family from Queen Creek, Arizona that is transgender. The husband is actually a woman. The wife is actually a man or the fiance is actually a man and she's a woman. And both kids, the boy claims to be a girl and the girl claims to be a boy. So why can't Eminem just say, screw it. I don't like this whole white thing. I'm embarrassed to be white. So from now on, even though I'm a really pale skinned guy, I'm going to identify as black and you can't do anything. To stop me. Nothing. Why Why not? Why can't he do that? Wouldn't that be the right thing to do? Hmm. Uh, there's more. Uh, this, this story from... Well, it's a story. It's out there. Again, one of these stupid studies. And this is literally... This is so ridiculous. I, I literally... Uh, Jeff Lake should be trying to stop this kind of stuff. Three million bucks spent to basically see what we eat, but not just to make us skinny. The reason why the government wants to see what we eat. What? Yes, 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 yes. That is coming up in about five. KNST AM 792 sounds the most stimulating talk. Talk. I'd right, say 25, about 70 or so for the high, depending on where you are. I mean, if you're listening out in Sierra Vista, it's going to be obviously colder. Don't don't be mad at me for that. Some snow up on Mount Lemon. How cool is that? Uh, Forty six outside right now. I'm sorry. Did I say seventy sixty for a high today? I've been I've been, I've been wrong the whole time. Somewhere you're on iHeartRadio. You're news. listening at seventy. Yeah, fake news. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sixty for a high today. Sixty, sixty, sixty. Seventy one on Wednesday. But that'll change by tomorrow. Uh, sixty for a high today. So it's chilly. 46 outside right now. Uh, at Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Please follow me if you're on Twitter. It'd be great. Uh, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, please, because I put up the story about uh, 
the economy and how that's doing. And I'll put up the story about the transgender family in Queen Creek as well. And, and so much more. So much, because you know, I don't know why, because it's good. Okay. It's good. Um, now, uh, there's a story and I'm surprised again, really, I'm just shocked that a guy like Jeff Flake wouldn't figure out how to stop this because remember he's against wasteful spending. He's against it so much. He creates like he wastes taxpayer. He wastes taxpayer dollars by creating a book of wasteful spending every year. Look at this. I put a collection of everything as wasteful spending, which is wasteful spending because I never stomp it. Anyway, uh, three million bucks the government is spending uh, to kind of, kind of see what we eat. They want to they're studying how to make us eat less. Three million dollars. National Science Foundation spending about three million dollars on a study that seeks to make Americans eat less food drink less water, consume less energy, and become more like the Netherlands. That's right. They want us to do all this, do less of everything, to fight climate change. Oh, yeah. Well, how about we do less work? We cut it down to like a three-day work week. We'd kind of be like Europe then, wouldn't we? Researchers at Michigan Technological University are searching for ways to change people's behavior. That's scary when the government is out there. That's why I'm saying like an hour ago when I told you about that transgender family, should the government step in? You know, should should they get in there and say, you're ruining your 11 and 13-year-old kids by making them think they should be the other sex or gender or I don't even know anymore. Now the government's stepping in to find how they can change your behavior out of fear of global warming. Jeff, where are you, buddy? Jeff Flake, where are you? Oh, you're a hypocrite. Okay. So the study was awarded during the final year of the Obama administration. Of course, they're using interactive role-playing activities to teach families how to consume less. Our government is telling, what are we, China? One child. That's next. We, We don't want to use as many resources to fight global warming, so don't have as many kids or any at all. This is global warming, correct? Well, yeah. So, of course, what we do will totally affect everything, and what the every, the rest of the world does will have no effect, right? Yes. So, uh, the university said when an an- announcing the grant, changing people's behavior, maybe, uh, yes, maybe the hardest part of mitigating climate change, but a research team led by Michigan Technological University wants to find out, uh, find a way to, do, just, to do just that. Now, I'm wondering... I'd love to find out who the lead researchers are to find out if they could somehow, if it's a guy, can you make your wife get ready faster or quickly? Can you change that behavior? Can you change the behavior that women generally have? Because if you can't do that in your own home, you're not going to do that for the rest of society. But they are developing, apparently, a household metabolism tracker that can monitor how much energy and water you consume. Who are the idiots that, I mean, they'll give it. For 50 bucks a week, you can wear this. It'd be great. Oh, really? Uh, so they want, they want to do that. They said changes in household-level actions in the U.S. have the potential to reduce rates of greenhouse gas emissions, really potential, and climate change by reducing consumption of food, energy, and water. Few, F-E-W, few food, energy, and water. They'll identify political interventions, I'm sorry, potential interventions, Freudian slip, potential interventions for reducing household food, energy, and water. They are uh, doing this in households in two communities. They're going to collect data and uh, see what you do. 
Well, not you, the, the idiots that volunteered for this. They claim research will increase the well-being of individuals at the household level. Oh, yeah. You see, this is why I own a tinfoil hat. I know. Exactly I know. why. I know, man. And here we go. The study's ultimate goal is to work with other researchers in the Netherlands to find ways to emulate the progressive European countries' energy use. I don't want to be Europe. Right? I don't want to be Netherlands. Maybe Holland. Why? The shoes? The ladies. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. They're good at making shoes. What about Swedish? Swedes. The bikini it's team. It's not Holland. No. Us the tulips. The, the tulips. You're thinking, of the, you're thinking of the tulips. You're thinking of the tulips is what you want. The freaky deaky Dutch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So here we go. Three million bucks down the drain. The government wants to watch what you eat, drink, and the amount of energy that, that, uh, that you use so you can become the Netherlands. They're watching. They're watching. So, again, where is the clown Jeff Flake? Where is he? That, you know, he's... He's against wasteful spending. Maybe he thinks this is good. I, has he said anything about this? Three million bucks for this crap. Three million bucks. Yes, the tinfoil hats. They are out there, and that's what's going on. All right, by the way, this is another one that's going to just drive you crazy. A maid that also happened to be an illegal alien got caught. She stole jewelry from a house she was cleaning. But guess what? This is no joke. She faced trial. She faced charges. The jury actually paid her, the illegal alien. They paid her. And they called her, even though she stole the ring, the rings, a victim. Oh, yeah. I'll explain in 6, 832. Here's the latest news. Leading talk. Thank you for hanging out. It's Monday. We're here. It's kind of gray outside. It's definite soup day. A definite, definite, definite soup day. Definite soup day. What are you making? I already made matzo ball soup last night. What are you making today? I'm I'm convincing my son, by the way, real quick. Stop it. Leftovers. Yes. Um, I'm convincing my my son. uh, I'm like, you're going to be five soon. He's going to be five on Christmas Eve. You're you're going to be five. (laughs) You have to start eating more than fish sticks and chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. (laughs) And he actually had the soup. He actually had the soup and this, the, the celery and the carrots and the matzo ball. You didn't guilt him into it? I, w- I kind of did. I was like, listen. I suffer from If you're going to be in kindergarten soon, which is frightening to me, you're going to be in kindergarten soon, you're going to have to start eating this big boy stuff. Okay. I'm like, wow, that was easy. Like, that's never going to happen again. <laughs> He's never going to be like, oh, okay. Of course, there was also the threat of you're not getting a Hanukkah present tonight. <laughs> and on top of the Christmas presents you get from, from your mom aren't going to be there either, or Santa, excuse me, aren't going to be there either. So anyway, uh, all right, so we have that. So he ate the soup. Can I give you a little hint on t- child psychology? I've seen your kids. Yeah. They're both like way taller than you and I. <laughs> okay. Right, because they eat their food. When kids are hungry, you give them food. You, you, it's been, it's been a it. long time since you've had a four-year-old. 
It was what? It's the same. It's all four, it's four year olds all think you alike. always forget. Listen, it's been five, almost five years since I had a uh, you know a newborn, and you forget exactly what you're supposed to. Oh, we're supposed to put them on the tummy again. Holy crap! We're gonna you're supposed to do all this stuff. Forget about it. Nah, man. Tell you what, cook better food and they'll eat it. I hate you. Three things. That, <laughs> in 2017, two men argue on the radio. Who's the better cook? Uh, three things that I think you need to know. <laughs> we're, we're trans men in that. I don't know. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Number one, CNBC has a survey out. Economic optimism is soaring. For the first time in at least 11 years, more than half of the respondents to the survey rated the economy as good or excellent. And 41% expect the economy to improve next year. But they don't like Trump. They want Trump gone and everything. We'll get into that. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that John McCain is going to miss the vote, the tax reform vote, as of now, because he's back in Arizona to deal with uh, some side effects of chemo. I guess it's a good thing because Republicans think they already have the votes. Trump said, if I'll talk to Cindy McCain. If we need John, we'll fly him back, which is, again, why John McCain needs to actually resign. Like, he needs to resign because he is not doing his constituents well, right? That's what it comes down to. And guess what? Any business, you can't run it, you can't do the particular position, you go on FMLA or you resign. That's how it works. Third thing I think you need to know uh, is that uh, Tucson home, new home values, new construction, the median is at a record high. It was 267 grand back when the market hit the high in 2006. That was 267 grand 11 years ago. This year, 298,000 bucks. New home construction meeting. That's uh, there's a reason why that is happening. Three things that I think you need to know. Uh, now there's this crazy story that I saw about an illegal alien lady that was a maid, right? And apparently she's 19. Of course, she's here illegally, and of course she's pregnant with her second kid. You know, she's just popping on anchor babies left and right. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, apparently, while while cleaning a home in Fairfax County, Virginia. She stole three rings worth $5,000. Now, this should be an easy easy case, right? She's caught dead to rights. She stole my rings. You have them. Guilty, deported, right? After jail time, deported. That's what needs to happen, right? No. No, Virginia. You, know, you, you had the uh, Democrat win in Virginia, the governor's race, last month. This is why. I swear this is why. This illegal alien maid actually was rewarded by the jury. She's 19. Here illegally, pregnant with a second kid, stole five grand worth of jewelry. Not only uh, did they reluctantly, apparently, she was convicted of felony grand larceny, but get this. The jury paid her $60 cash. They paid her fine, 60 bucks. And then somebody gave her an extra 20 bucks cash also. They felt bad. So the jury said, all right, oh, by law. You're 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 guilty and that's it. But then the jury got together themselves and pooled the money and paid her sixty dollar fine, whopping fine for stealing five thousand dollars worth of jewelry. And then somebody gave her twenty bucks also because they felt bad. Are you kidding me? The stolen rings, by the way, were the real victims' wedding ring. Oh, by the way, uh, they they did all this. The jury said they saw the thief, the lady, the illegal, as the quote victim. The stolen rings were the real victims' wedding ring. And her grandmother's engagement ring from 1943. Appraised in 1996 at five grand. And a third ring, little cash value. That's 21 years ago. So you know they're probably worth more. Washington Post had this story. 
Sandra Mendez Ortega. She's the victim. No, 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 no. Well, that's what the jury said. The real victim, of course, Lisa Copeland. She told the, the Washington Post, the prosecutor told her he knew but did not tell the jury Mendez was an illegal alien. Didn't tell the jury that. After she was arrested, Mendez Ortega spent eight days in jail. She was then released on a $1,000 bond. Jury was not told that. They were also not told she is not in the country legally because they said it's not relevant to whether she stole the rings. Excuse me. Uh, the victim, the real victim, Lisa Copeland said, I think it's relevant to the case. The penalties of a felony conviction, such as not being able to vote or buy a gun, would not be actions available to an immigrant in the country illegally anyway. She said, it really irritates me. She came here and committed a felony. People are coming here because they want opportunity. But when you come here and you commit crimes, that's where you got to draw the line. I mean, of course. So at trial, facts were in a dispute. Jury didn't hear from this illegal alien during the case. Uh, but they were sympathetic. The foreman of the jury said, we didn't feel she should have been tried and convicted. You believe this? We tried every way we could to find some way of not convicting her. But the legal standard was very clear. Two other jurors agreed the felony conviction was appropriate given the facts and the law. On top of that, she confessed. She confessed to the crimes and they still did not want to convict her. It's okay to steal, right? It's okay. It's okay. Um, then during the sentencing phase, the illegal alien took the stand. She faced a possible sentence of up to 20 years in prison, a fine up to uh, 2,500 bucks. She told the jury she dropped out of school after sixth grade. She became pregnant at 15, then pregnant again at 19, had no job, everything else. And the jury foreman said, I could see in her, she was a good person that made a mistake. He said he feels good about what he and his fellow jurors did. They weren't out anything. They got their property back. They got justice, meaning the victims. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Washington Post also said the jury foreman went to this illegal alien's home to offer more help, but she was declined. They visited her at her Falls Church home. We talked to her, offered her help, anything we could. She declined. Speaking through an interpreter, of course. I became happy when I heard they wanted to give me that money. Thank you very much to all of them. God bless them. They literally paid her fine and gave her 20 bucks. <clears throat> Everybody chipped in, they said. Everybody chipped in. They gave, oh. And if you want to know why Virginia voted for the Democrat, now you know. Now, now you have it. My goodness gracious. So uh, there's that, which is nice. Now we'll get to the, uh, the other fun story uh, at 910 this morning because there's more to it about uh, the possibility of another vagina march, which is pretty sweet. They're going to have one on their anniversary. And the brains behind the vagina march. Uh, Linda Sarsour apparently... At, at where she was the boss at her her organization, you know what she let happen? She let a woman get sexually harassed. How can you lead the vagina march and let a woman that works for you get sexually harassed and assaulted? And you won't believe what she did to this woman when the woman came to her to complain. Oh, what a gem this one is! Oh, also she hates Jews, America, and Israel. But then she has ties to terrorists too. The one that's behind the vagina march, Linda Sarsour. But again. Those are just uh, th- those are just minor details. And I thought she was deported. We got to double check on that, Ryan. If, if she was, uh, I, th- I could have sworn she was deported, the Linda Sarsour, because she lied on uh, her, on the application to get into this country. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, we'll, we will we will get to that. 
uh, at the top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. It's your morning ritual. Garrett Lewis right here, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Save 10%. It's 9.08. It's Monday, December 18th. How are you doing? I think I'm making it through. I thought I, I thought by the third, uh, fourth hour, even by, I told Ryan, I thought by the third hour, I'd have some issues. Because when you're sick and your throat's messed up and you come back, it takes a little bit to, uh, to build up the stamina again. It's true. But I think we're doing okay. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had the whole I got the issues time. over here. But, by the way, it's Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis right here on KNST. AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. You do have issues. I have a whole bag of cough drops, and I haven't used one of them. You know, maybe if you had some Tic Tacs, you could use some of those. I hate you. What? Three things I think you need to know. Number one, CNBC put out a survey, an economic optimism survey. And for the first time in at least 11 years, more than half of the respondents to the survey rated the economy as good or excellent. The first time in at least 11 years. That's going back to 2006, right before everything crashed. So you tell me during the whole Obama years this didn't happen? This is a big, giant story, man. 41% said the economy they expected to improve in the next year. That's near a record, CNBC said. Wow. How about that, huh? There's more to it, and we'll get to it. Second thing that I think you need to know, McCain is probably going to miss. Looks like right now he's going to miss. The uh, the tax reform vote because he's come, he's come back to Arizona to deal with uh, some side effects of chemo treatment and I guess that's a good sign for the tax reform bill because they don't believe um, they don't believe that they need his vote if they do Trump said we'll get him back here we'll get him back don't worry about it we'll get him back so how about that one huh third thing I think you need to know here locally you want to talk about uh, the Trump effect. Local paper says new home prices reached a record level in 2017. New home, new construction. That's why I see new construction everywhere. Because the developers are like, we'll make money on this. People want to buy it. So uh, in 2006, the market peak here in southern Arizona, the median new construction home price was 267 grand and change. This year, 298 grand and change. But Steve Kazachik said we don't need the Trump ideology here, or the Trump theology, he called it. He meant ideology. Wow. Three things that I think you need to know. Uh, how about that? Okay. Ah, uh, this, it, you know what, let's stop it all for just, before the, uh, this is, I'm just seeing this. Before we, uh, we get to the uh, vagina story, which is a, it's a, big, it's a big story, by the way. It's a big story. You want to know another reason that uh, Trump got elected and why people do like him? His hair? Uh-huh. This came out just a little while ago. Washington Examiner, Paul Bedard, great reporter, has this story. 
Trump rips chain migration, $300 billion cost, one immigrant can bring in 120 more. One immigrant can bring in 120 more immigrants to this country. 9.3 million in a decade. So, the Trump administration, President Trump, is, listen, we wanted this. We're sitting here for the, how many years now? I mean, not, not just since Obama. Go back to Bush, who was a globalist open borders guy too. We've been saying, whoa, this whole immigration thing needs to get revamped. We can't have this many people come in. We can't afford it. Uh, we were paying a boatload in taxes. We're going into debt. They, they can't pay for themselves. They're on welfare. President Trump is the first president to come out and really be against the current immigration process and say we need to reform it and change it to what fits us better. And again, this one of the dumbest things is this chain migration, which was the product of Ted Kennedy back in 1965. He saw the Democrats losing voters to Republicans like crazy. And he said, crap, we need new voters. We need new people dependent on the government. Hey, makes sense. Let's have one person come in. You can bring in a lot more. Now we know it's up to, it, it, they can bring in 120. So the Trump administration has put together a PowerPoint. They put together a whole display, a whole presentation, I should say. Pointing out how bad chain migration is. What other president would do this? What other of the 16 candidates that were on stage at one point with Trump besides him? What is the 17 overall? Which one of them would have done this? You think Ted Cruz would have done this? Really? Maybe, maybe not. You think Jeb? Oh, yeah, right. This is huge. This I'll put this on my Facebook page because this is this is tremendous. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, please. And uh, on Twitter at Garrett Lewis. This is insane. This is in the last decade, this is what this is what it says on the on the presentation. In the last decade, more than 70% of American immigration was based entirely on familial relations, meaning chain migration. Wow. Uh, so it's reported on here that, um, again, there, the Trump administration is expanding its war on liberal immigration practices, targeting chain migration. It's there. They have this whole thing. In the last decade, they report, America has permanently resettled more immigrants on the basis of familial ties than the population of Los Angeles, Chicago, Dallas, San Francisco, and Cleveland combined. Are you kidding me right now? The, there's 20 million people in Los Angeles. LA, Chicago, Dallas, San Francisco, Cleveland. Add up the populations. We've let more chain migration in here than those, those populations combined. Are you, are you kidding me? So a package was released by the White House. It found no benefits to the practice. And it's true. Like, what's the benefit to you and me? It benefits the uh, the people wanting to come here, but what does that do for you? Who cares about them? We're paying for it. So it has, the White House found no benefits to chain migration. We've been screaming about this for years. The White House instead put a $300 billion annual cost on immigration, claimed that overwhelming number of relatives let in do not have proper job skills, and indicated there is virtually no end to the chain that can be tapped to enter America. And again, they even said in one of the charts, a single immigrant is resp- could be responsible for getting another 120 into America legally. Legally. 
So they even put another chart together based on, of course, um, Department of Homeland Security stats. The vast majority of American green cards are issued on the basis of family ties, 65% based on chain migration. 15% are given to refugees, people that claim they need asylum and other programs. 7% to family of employment-based immigrants, the ones that can actually pay for themselves. 6% employment-based immigrants, those themselves that are working. 5% to that dumb visa lottery and 2% others. But 65% to the chain, are you kidding me? Only 1 in 15 immigrants resettled each year on green cards is admitted on the basis of skill. Are you kidding me? Now again, if, if Americans actually know this, they'll sit back and say, holy smokes. Holy smokes, because this is not a left-right, it shouldn't be a Republican-Democrat, conservative-liberal issue, it really shouldn't be. It's an American issue, right? So now we have President Trump doing what he said he would freaking do, which was put America first, and put Americans first, and American workers first. So again, 65% are here because of family ties, not because they're needed in our workforce or refugees. And once in the U.S., the White House warned many can both become a fiscal burden on taxpayers and eventually get voting rights, which is why Ted Kennedy wanted them in here via chain migration. Who got us in here? The Democrats? Okay, cool. Vote that way. We'll vote that way. Great. So the fact sheet said it's time to end chain migration. This is great. I just needs to get more more publicity would you know the networks are not going to put this out there they're not going to do it they were all about obama's daca program they'd put that out there report on that it's so good it's so great it's so this it's so that it's so fair what about this being fair they're not going to do nearly the same reporting about this which is looking out for america the way they did for obama's daca no chance 880 knst 8805678 uh, there really is a lot of great, you know, it's like we're, we're kind of, listen, and I'm not just ragging on Tucson or ragging on Tucson. I love Tucson. I really do. I love the climate. I, I love the food. I love some of the people. Um, it can just be so much better, right? I mean, the people that run with their policies, it's dumb. We don't feel the same Trump effect here because we have people hindering it that believe the opposite and push the opposite. They don't want to believe what their eyes tell them. Can you get the Kazachic soundbite, if you don't mind, Ryan? They don't want to believe what their eyes tell them here. So we, unfortunately, do not, we do not get the same positive, sunny outlook that a lot of the country sees, like in that CNBC poll about the economy, right? I mean, it's still doing okay. It's doing better down here, despite the current leadership. We've had people calling business owners, construction guys, contractors, where they're like, we're getting jobs now that we haven't had before. Haven't had before. We're getting work. We, we weren't getting this work last year or the past eight years. We're getting it now, right? So that's why I'm just telling you there are good things. I just wish that the people of Tucson would wise on up, but there's a reason why people are leaving Tucson also. That's why they're, they're getting rid of their homes in Tucson and going to the outer communities that have the new home construction going on here. And it, before we get to your calls, here's what Kazachik, Steve Kazachik said after he just won uh, last month, I think it was last month, right? Uh, his... He he won again a re-election to his city council seat to the detriment of Tucson, and he's glad that he beat uh, Mariano Rodriguez, who's a good man, 
who uh, love Trump and the policies, which obviously are doing well. This is what Kazachik said in his victory speech, if you missed it. Here we go. The 2016 presidential election. And I am grateful to all of you who cared enough about this community to not sit this one out. It is fundamentally important to preserving the values, Tucson values, who we are, that we now, as Joe was saying earlier, get energized, continue to be energized, and participate in the democratic process to make sure that we don't turn Tucson over, Southern Arizona area, the Pima County region over, to the Trump theology, which is quite frankly what it is, oh. that uh, has no business in this community. So thank You're you right. for caring enough about who we are. Okay, that's all we need. About who we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. As uh, for the first time in at least 11 years, more than half of the respondents to the CNBC survey say the economy is good or excellent. And 41% expect the economy to improve in the next year, which is near a record. Are you kidding me? Jeez. Uh, Mike, thank you for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, good morning, Garrett. What's happening? Hey, hey <clears throat> fourth thing that I need to know this morning. Um, you've been obviously uh, broadcasting some pretty solid news about the economy, the real estate market. Et cetera, et cetera. And I just have to know, um, you and I had our uh, debates about the validity of Trump's uh, conservatism. <clears throat> you know, his endorsement of McCain, he contributed to the re-election coffers of Anthony Weiner, Elliot Spitzer in the past. I just have to know, when he first dropped his hat in, into, the, uh, into the ring for, for president, you, were, you endorsed him from day one. Um, I did not. How did you know that this was going to happen? I, I just have to know. You read the tea leaves. I read them wrong, and on behalf of a number of your listeners, how did you know? Because I really didn't expect this. So you're talking when he first threw the hat in the ring. You remember he threw the hat in the ring when he came down the escalator, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he came down the escalator, and the first thing that he said was not politically correct, and it was the truth. It was the problem we have on the southern border and the northern border, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll highlight the southern border and illegal immigrants coming in from Mexico and Mexico sending them up here because the greatest... Uh, the greatest contributor to Mexicans, the, the Mexican economy, is uh, when they live here and they send money back to Mexico. It's like $25 billion a year, probably more by now. So when he came out and said that, when he said that, I, I really, and I'm not a PC guy, as you can imagine, I know a lot of people don't have the guts to say what he said out loud. Politicians definitely do not. But I knew that most of America agreed with that because that's not a left-right issue. It's putting America first. And people say that. Why can't... Why can't I get a job? Why can't why, why are we letting other people get jobs? Why are we not protecting the border? Why am I paying for this? I mean, people innately in America really feel that way. I'm working my butt off, and that guy's a bum. We'll call people out. We're not PC. So when as soon as Trump did that, I said he's going to win. Because you know what? He's never going to hold back on anything. If he had the guts on day one to call out illegal immigration in Mexico, you know, he was going to call out everything else. And then what did he do? He started calling out the unfair trade deals. You know, he called out China. He said, we're going to bomb the crap out of ISIS and we're going to win so easily. Because, and I truly believed, maybe it's because I've done this for 16 years, and it's my job. Like, you have a job. My job is to read the news, stay up on the news, and look at this stuff. And I really read it. And I, I sat back just like Trump, and I said, either these members of Congress are stupid as hell, or they're corrupt, or they're both. Because the decisions that they would make would obviously, I mean... It, it, they would defy logic, so they're either dumb or they're helping out their buddies that help them get in office. And I'm sitting here thinking Trump's a billionaire that didn't need this. He didn't. He didn't need to be personally. He'd be playing golf right now somewhere on one of his golf courses. 
You know, he's 71 years old, for God's sakes. But he put everything out of the line. What is he going to gain by this? More billions of dollars? He didn't, you know, the people that he wants to enrich himself. He's already rich. And he's getting personally attacked every single day, 50 million times a day. Who needs that? He wanted to do it. That's that's why I thought he was going to win. So you look at the circumstances as to, okay, so I get it. The politically correct or <laughs> the politically correct speech was not Trump's gig, which is, I, I, I get that, and, and I, I see that spot on. But it sounds like you read the circumstances and, and looked into the why he's running as opposed to what he was saying. So how did you know he wasn't blowing, you know, sunshine or, or just blowing smoke? How did you separate the fact from fiction? Because, like I said, I, I, I didn't think that he... He's already rich. He already has billions, whether it's $3 million or $10 billion, Who the hell knows and who cares? Um, what person in their right mind would say, I need another five... I'm 71 years old. I don't think I can live on $3 billion for the rest of my life. Let me go get, uh, let me go get horrible things said about me that I hate Jews and hate Muslims and hate this and hate that and hate women and blah, blah, blah. Let me go do that just so I can make an extra couple of billion dollars. I, it didn't make sense to me. Okay. I appreciate that input because honestly, I've uh, been on a, uh, I, I've been on a little quest to try to find, as as you did, uh, the fact and separate that from the fiction. And it's not a uh, not a process that I have mastered, but I'm learning to look well, from those who. Uh, let me let me add one more thing because I was totally wrong about Romney because I thought he, you know I was in my own bubble, and I thought Romney would win in a landslide because Obama was so bad. I mean, he was it was just it was he was so bad. How could anybody in their right mind vote for this guy? But here's the difference. Romney was a politically correct guy. And I, I, after he lost, I figured it out that people looked at Romney as a guy that was only going to help out CEOs and only going to help out big businesses and not care about other Americans and keep the same stupid policies, which he probably would have, to be honest with you, about NAFTA. I think that was a big thing, the trade deals, where we lost so many jobs, hundreds of thousands of jobs. So Romney's a billionaire. Trump's a billionaire. But Trump talked like normal people, and Romney did not. And Trump can communicate and connect with people, and Romney was like a robot. You know, Obama won because he connected with people, because he's a good communicator when, he's at, when he has a teleprompter. That, that's I can agree with that, yeah. That, 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 that's, that's why. That's when I realized, holy crap, this guy connects with everybody. So, that, that you know, listen, again, I wish I could tell you what the lottery numbers are and who's going to win, you know, whatever game in in hockey or golf tournament, and I could bet on it, or football, and I could make a lot of money in Vegas. I'm not that good, though. I appreciate the insight, Garrett. No, I really do, because it's been a, uh, I, I have to admit, just looking at the, uh, at the news, the landscape, the financial, and, and most recently the this, this survey that you presented, I am, uh, <clears throat> my skepticism has been, uh, I stand corrected on how he is as a president, but uh, I uh, am intrigued uh, by folks like you who, Kind of figured this out and uh, and knew it and uh, and I did not. Well, look, 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 look at all these people that claim he's not conservative, and he's the one that wanted to repeal Obamacare, and all these uh, loudmouth, uh, allegedly conservative Republicans voted uh, to re- get rid of Obamacare two years ago when they knew it wouldn't happen, and when it came to the task, they wanted to keep it. You know, so when people say he's not conservative, get it. You know what? I, there are some things you know he wants that you know, he wants to keep the taxes on the rich people high. Whatever, you know, he's he's a deal maker. But these other people are just phonies and frauds and fakes. That's what they are. That's hmm. what I think. That's what I think. I, I appreciate the info. Thanks for the fourth you, thing I needed to know. You got it, man. Have a good one. Take care. See, that's a person with an open mind, right? That's a person with an open mind that, I, you, know, I, you know, he told me, we, we debated, he didn't think Trump had a chance. He thought Trump was full of it. He's full of crap, blah, blah, blah. 
uh, I said it, and he's like, you know what? You opened my mind. I get it now. Okay, cool. Yet, I guarantee you this, rant, this chick that's in charge of the vagina march, and we'll get to this, um, the people that believe her, that hate Trump, that thought the vagina march was great, when I tell them or you tell them their face, hey, the lady that was in charge of the vagina march, you know, she wanted, she, you know, women are going to be victims, blah, blah, blah. She was in charge of an Arab organization where a woman was literally sexually harassed and assaulted. And when this woman came to her as the boss, she body shamed her. She made her talk to police about the dangers of filing false reports because she said the guy that did it was a good Muslim. So she basically threw women to the, this woman to the curb, yet she's in charge of the vagina march. But the people, unlike Mike, these other people that love the vagina march will not be open-minded and go, it doesn't matter, I don't care, and how do you know? That's what they're going to say. Uh, 928, we'll continue, we'll get to that uh, coming up, and, and there's more Trump stuff, and you can react. It's your morning ritual, we'll be back in three. KNST, AIM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 33, that story that Mike was talking about, and I've been talking about the CNBC story, I have it on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, and you can see it, and you can comment on it. I hope you do. And then I've also tweeted it at Garrett Lewis, two R's, one T. Speaking of Mike, yes. uh, I've been getting calls and texts that uh, asking, why don't you just pay that guy to uh, call in and uh, say what he said? Oh, because he actually complimented me? Yeah. I know. He's not family, but he should be. <laughs> Is that all it takes? Yeah, pretty much. Well, because my family doesn't even compliment me. so <laughs> You are a snappy dresser. Can I borrow you, 20 bucks? Your family. Well, welcome to the tribe. <laughs> Thank you. Don't you appropriate my culture. You just said I was part of the family. Oh, I forgot. It's true. Uh, 60 for a high today. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Linda Sarsour, she hates Jews, Americans. Uh, did she get deported? Can you? I, I keep forgetting. I look, you, she had a, a friend who was a terrorist who got deported. Yes, I thought she was getting deported because she lied on her like visa to, or application to come to this country. Anyway, doesn't matter. She is the brains behind. She's a pro-Palestinian activist, Linda Sarsour. She is the she is the brains behind the women's march, the vagina march from last year. The angry vaginas out everywhere, right? I mean, if you, they were very angry, very bitter, vagi- bitter vaginas. They were just all over the place. It was just it it was it was really. Uh, <clears throat> It was not a place I'd want to be, okay? I mean, it's uh, it's tough enough to be around women when they're not angry and, and bitter. You know, not my. I'm not saying my wife. I'm just saying overall. So anyway, I'm stereotyping. Apparently, this uh, Linda Sarsour is uh, being accused by a former employee of allowing men. Apparently, there was a guy that would grope and touch this woman that worked for Linda Sarsour. Asmi Fathelbab told the Daily Caller, that when she went to Linda Sarsour and said, this guy, I'm, ben- I'm working with kids, I bend over, this guy's behind me, he's grinding me, he's touching me, he's doing all this stuff. Apparently Linda Sarsour said, you shut up. And she apparently attacked this woman for bringing the allegations. She threatened to body shame her, she threatened her physically, she threatened her with a- getting a new job. Because Linda Sarsour said the accused man was a good Muslim who was always at the mosque. So this woman that was in charge of the vagina march, the brains behind it, got to protect women from Trump. She let a woman get groped and touched and everything that worked for her at the Arab American Association. We'll have more on this because we have to. And the idea of a new a new vagina march and an NFL owner apparently going to sell the team after sexual allegations, misconduct. An NFL owner apparently opening his mouth to women. Who are these guys and what do they do? 
And guess who wants to buy the team? And what he wants? Oh, you got to hear all this and who he wants to sign. Oh, yeah. It's all coming up. 935 on KNST. Here is Fox. Ah, yes. 945. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, apparently the economy is roaring and uh, the media, uh, (laughs) they're the only ones that haven't noticed or refused to report on it. CNBC did a survey for the first time in at least 11 years. For the first time in at least 11 years. That means no Obama year. More than half of the respondents to this CNBC survey rated the economy as good or excellent. 41% expect the economy to improve in the next year. That's near a record. There's, there's a lot of good stuff happening. A lot. But, but the Republicans are going to lose everything. and Everybody hates Trump as they're making more money and getting jobs and everything else. Okay, sure, great. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, McCain is going to, it looks like, miss the tax reform vote because he's back in Arizona to get some... Uh, uh, treatment to side effects for chemo. Uh, turns out the, the Republicans are acting as if they don't need his vote. They think that it's that confident. They're that confident that they don't need his vote. If they do, Trump said they'll fly him back out there, which is why, again, he needs to resign because he's not doing anybody any favors now, is he? Uh, third thing I think you need to know, Tucson housing, new home construction costs, right? The median new home price in 06 at the peak was 267 725 this year, two ninety eight seven seventy nine. Wow, thirty thousand dollar plus increase. That's why new home construction is going up uh, a lot of places. Maybe not in Tucson, but in the surrounding areas. Well, it's in certain areas in Tucson too. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Now, um, it looks like uh, the vagina marchers they want to have a January twentieth vagina march part duh around the country. Yes, they want the vaginas to march. Which is really interesting considering how many Democrats, and there's some Republicans, but mostly Democrats, a lot of Hollywood people, uh, a, lot of, a lot of media personalities. Uh, they, they like, they abuse the vagina marcher type people. Like, you know what I'm saying? They type people, like the women. That's what I'm saying. The vagina marcher type people, the women. They, they, look at Matt Lauer. Yeah, oh, a great example. And then the chick, the brains behind it. She let a woman that worked for her get sexually abused and harassed. So I'd love to see them uh, try to do this again as they dress up. That'd be just, that'd be, that'd be swimming. What? Why is that? Is that bad? So we have that. (laughs) Now we have uh, uh, an owner of the Carolina Panthers. Oh boy. Uh, Jerry Richardson. Hmm. Jerry Richardson. Uh, Turns out he is, um, he's going to sell the team after uh, allegations of workplace misconduct. Interesting. Uh, he's a former player. He bought the team. He said he's going to do this. Uh, apparently, he would say some sexual things to women. And apparently, one guy, one one uh, one scout said he used an African American slur. I'm assuming the N word. Who knows? Uh, toward him, uh, and he's really racist. I mean, he he has black players that he drafted, that he pays. He loves Cam Newton. Uh, he hired Ron Rivera to be his coach. I, eh. But he's gonna he's gonna sell the team, NFL. Um, among the allegations in the report are sexually inappropriate comments directed at female employees. Uh, <clears throat> apparently, he allegedly said, "Show me how you wiggled to get those jeans up." I bet you had to lay down on your bed to fit in those jeans. Did you step into those jeans, or did you have to jump into them? Really? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ron Rivera. <laughs> I don't know what to say. The co- I know. Who says that? If that's, if that's true, who says that stuff? Uh, Ron Rivera. Uh, I mean, if it's not true, why would you want to sell the team, right? Yeah. 
So Ron Rivera, I mean, wouldn't you want to fight it? Anyway, Ron Rivera, the coach that I've had a strong relationship with Mr. Richardson during my time with the Panthers. I have enormous respect for the man, but will wait for the results of the investigation before making any judgment, which is a responsible thing to say. I mean, this guy, apparently they say that um, he said, again, something disparaging, uh, perceptions of casual racism hardened recently when multiple sources told Sports Illustrated that Richardson directed a racial slur at an African-American scout for the Panthers. He left the team this year, not according to sources, but not according to sources before he sought the counsel of an attorney in Charlotte who negotiated a confidential settlement on his behalf. Scout told SI, I'm not in a position to talk. So apparently it was probably some non-disclosure agreement. Um, anyway, I mean, this guy, this owner, by the way, people really weren't happy with him when he initially led Greg, he let Greg Hardy, good football player, but a nut job, uh, in 2014 play through domestic violence charges. He's now out of the league. Of course, the Cowboys signed him for a little bit out of the league. He's like doing MMA fighting now, but he's a black, I mean, racist, what, I don't, whatever. So, uh, that's what they say against him. So, uh, man, NFL getting rocked again. You know, who has uh, said that apparently he wants to buy the Carolina Panthers, P. Diddy. P. Diddy. Sean Puff Daddy Combs. Uh, apparently, he says he is eyeing the Carolina Panthers. You want to know why? He wants to sign Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. The owners would love that, right? You want to basically uh, spend hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars to make a stand? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, he tweeted, there are no majority African-American NFL owners. Let's make history. I'd like to buy the Panthers. Spread the word retweet. Really? Read? Okay. Well, I mean, our president tweets, so whatever. Uh, he also made a video where he said, I will immediately address the Colin Kaepernick situation and put him in the running for next year's starting quarterback. It's just competition, baby. It's just competition. They already have Cam Newton. But anyway, it's what he said. Wow. It's just competition, baby. It's just competition. Well, we like competition, but uh, wow. Is Cam Newton any good? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I think he's a little overrated. I don't think he, you know, he's a great athlete, but I don't think he's the best quarterback per se. Um, but, uh, and then I saw another story while I was out sick that, uh, you know, the NFL owner said they were going to put like $87 million into social justice causes. Yeah. They're basically taking money out of things they already put their money into. So they're going to take the money out of like the breast cancer research stuff. Oh, that's good. And put it into social justice. Yeah, they're doing one, I think, uh, you know, it'll be part of the college stories for tomorrow. I think they're going to uh, pay for a, like a three-day weekend tour study workshop thing at Morehouse College, I think, on social justice activism and things like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. NFL, baby. NFL. All right, I got to get you just a couple of uh, paragraphs of that story in the New York Times about despite all this great economic news, Trump is uh, apparently uh, going to lose the House for the Republicans. This, this is why nobody wants to watch this or deal with it or anything, So uh, because the media just stinks. We'll get to that coming up in four. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating to all Republicans. Quote, have you ever heard of a stupider and trashier man than the President of the United States calling U.S. Senator Pocahontas in front of God and everyone? <laughs> You're in the minority, lady, like the extreme minority. Pocahontas. If Democrats are to claim the House majority, their path to power will go through places like where this woman lives. Really? You. I know. This is the New York Times, man. I'm just running out of time. But that's that's what, despite all the great economic news and people happy and see the economy for the first time in at least 11 years picking up, this is the best they can do. I'll have that story on my Facebook page. Rush is next.